0: Hello, you are listening to the very last episode of our series called Healing 101. This is the fellow cast and my name is Voldu. And today's episode, the final episode is titled Pressing in for More. Now last time we spoke about why should we even pursue healing and I think we covered our bases there and we landed on a, a kind of an exhortation to say that we need to be we need to want it. We need to really want to have this in our lives and a part of our, our makeup as Christians. And so part of that is, is pressing in for more. We need to uh, grow in our intimacy with Jesus because if we don't know His heart, if we don't know how He feels about things, how He thinks about things through the mind of Christ as Corinthians says, how would we be, be able to, to see and expect and have faithful healing ministry and healing uh, through our lives and, and through our, our hands? And so uh, I want to start off with a a quote from from, um, Joy Dawson that says, God longs to manifest himself in far greater ways to his people, but he does not reward casual inquirers, only diligent seekers. We must... Commit ourselves to be diligent seekers. We must commit ourselves not just to be casual inquirers, just to, you know, as we say, touch base with God every once in a while. No, we should, we should always seek Him out. What does the word say? It says, seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added. We need to continuously seek out God. We need to uh, want His presence in our lives so that we can see the reward from what our seeking um, brings up. And so I'm sure you would have noticed uh, along the, the last 13 or so weeks that we've been uh, exploring this topic that when things don't turn out the way we hope it would, it's never on God's end. The fault never is on God's end. The deficit always rests with us. Now that may sound like a bit of a harsh statement or something that makes you feel condemned, if that's the way you feel, I apologize, it's not the intent, but it is true. The, the, the clearest example of this for me, and I'll, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I think it falls into this into this area quite nicely, is when we, when we read in Matthew chapter 17, and I've used this example over and over again, where the disciples are sent out, and they, they come across this father and his boy, who then uh, he, he he has seizures or fits and he falls in the fire and he's demon possessed, and the disciples come to this boy and they've now been on this crusade healing the sick and and doing all the things that Jesus told them to do but they cannot get the demon out of this boy, and Jesus shows up from wherever he was on his mission, and the father tells him, you know, Jesus, your your boys here they couldn't they couldn't cast the demon out. And instead of saying, Jesus saying, you know, well, you know, I've given them everything they need. I've given them my Holy Spirit. I've commissioned them. I've, I've sent them out and and they do the things that I do. So if they couldn't do it, you know, it mustn't be God's will for your boy to be well. That's not what Jesus did. He actually rebuked his disciples. Why? Because he expected them to be able to cast that demon out, to get the boy healed. And so Jesus ends up healing the boy, which again just demonstrates the ultimate will of God, that the boy would be healed. And, and Jesus gets the reward, and, and the Father is glorified through that. And that to me again just shows to, to the fact that the disciples were lacking in some area. And we know the talk that, that follows that scene is Jesus saying that this kind doesn't come out except through prayer and fasting. And, and again, not to make it about the action of fasting and prayer and that when you fast and pray, demons get cast out. What does prayer and fasting do? Let me just remind you. It gets rid of your unbelief. It gets rid of the, the... the disbelief or the unbelief or the faithlessness in your in your heart in your life why because i'm i'm setting aside earthly carnal things and i'm choosing to focus on god and getting his truth into my heart and casting out unbelief and fear and all the other things the the disciples most probably was a bit terrified of the demons manifestations this is just an interpretation please don't take it as scripture I'm just using a bit of creative license there but whatever it may have been they were thrown off so that they couldn't get the boy healed and so Jesus says you need more of me in your life you need more you need to you need to press in for more so that you can see this happening because I actually expected you to heal the boy so it's our responsibility to pursue more we mustn't become discouraged or give up when things don't turn out remember we we spent time on that disappointments Um, episode in episode seven don't give up when you're disappointed don't get discouraged don't allow discouragement to set in when 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 you are discouraged when you are disappointed you need to get on your knees and cry out for more uh, not giving up until you are touched by God see see we need encounters with God we need we need Saul to Paul encounters we need encounters where where our lives are changed, where our perspectives are changed, where our faith levels are raised, where we where we receive an impartation from God Himself to be able to do the work that he calls us for. Why would why would a commander, why would a God like God, call us to something and not give us everything we need to be able to do it? And if I'm not being if I'm not able to do it, then I need to go and say, God, I need more. I, I'm lacking something in my life. Show me where maybe there's sin in my life so that I can get rid of it. I never and let me use this as a as an example from my own life. I don't have the right to ever blame the sick person that I pray for for the re, for when they do not get healed. Even if it was the, the, even if that may be part of the reason, I never go. Well, you probably have sin, or there was something that you didn't believe for, you didn't have enough faith. No, I go. Okay, God, you've you didn't. Jesus didn't go up to the man in the in the graveyard with the thousand demons and say, well, you first need to get rid of your sin, you first need to get some faith growing in your heart, and then you will be healed. No, Jesus just cast out a thousand demons into the pigs, and he was healed. Uh, Jesus just healed people without asking questions. Yes, we did speak about, he said to them, go and sin no more, those kinds of things. But th- again, those were those are principles, not laws, uh, if you remember correctly. So again, to go, what do I need to, to do so that I can be more powerful in this ministry of healing so that God can be glorified, not so that I can have more power. So as a bit of a side note, which I do think is important in this area is because often when when uh, when we press in for more, we get to a space where we want to justify um, the lack of power or the lack of manifestation and we, we use scripture to do that. So uh, wh- one of the areas that, that many people want to kind of debate into is, you know, whether, whether healing is actually in the atonement, in the atonement of the cross of Jesus Christ, according to Isaiah 53. But whether you believe it's in the atonement of the cross of Isaiah 53, it is in the cross of Luke chapter 9, where it says, Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Healing is in the cross that we need to pick up in our daily walk. Jesus paid for. We see that healing is in the kingdom. We see that Jesus healed the sick before the cross. We see that the disciples, that the apostles healed the sick before the cross. Healing is in the kingdom. So whether you believe it's in the cross of Isaiah 53 or in the in the kingdom, it applies to you and it's for you. And so we should move past that and pick up our cross and expect the sick to be healed. Um, the, 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 the disappointments that we face is really a call for us to take up our cross in healing. It's not a, it's not a, a ticket out of here. It's saying, okay, pick up your cross and start following me. Keep following me. We, we need more of, of the Holy Spirit anointing. We need more of Holy Spirit's anointing in our life. Not, we don't need just good experiences, but we need more of the Holy Spirit so that we can see more victories. We need to cry out for more. That's the reason we, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's to give us strength to keep on ministering to the sick, even through the times of defeat, even through the times of disappointment. Remember I mentioned earlier about, um, or in the previous episode, that Jesus never promised that things would be easy. In fact, He said it would be really difficult to follow Him. It's not going to be easy. And so He's given us, through His Holy Spirit, through Holy Spirit we, we are given a comforter. We are given one who leads us into all truth. And so we need to hold on to Holy Spirit when we go through difficulties so that we can be empowered. That's why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that we can keep persevering in this ministry of healing. And then something that's really always been a, a reminder for me when it comes to pressing in for more. Again, we, we, we don't look for we stop looking for opportunities to pull the plug press the eject button. We actually start looking for, for holes that we need to plug with more of God and, and 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 less of our own theologies and understandings. And so I don't ever lower my expectation because of an experience. So, you know, I've prayed for many, many people with cancer and I'm yet to see cancer destroyed instantly. Yes, I've seen improvement and I've seen uh, people, you know, keep, live for a long time, but I'm still to see someone get prayed for cancer, and go for a scan and be completely healed. I've heard of that happen. I've seen testimonies. I've, I've listened to testimonies. I know it's possible, but I haven't seen it in my own life. But I don't lower my expectation and create some kind of theology to, to justify why I don't see that person healed. No, what I do is I keep pressing in for more. I keep going. I say, God, there must be more for me. In this area because I'm not seeing the victory as you've promised it for me, so I keep pressing and I keep crying out for more and maybe it does include something like prayer and fasting. I don't know you you need to journey that with God so that he can he can help you and get what you need for for the job at hand and so again, just pointing back to to the the demon-possessed boy in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus didn't pin the problem on the boy. Jesus never said, Yeah, oh, this boy must have some issues. So he actually addresses the disciples' lack of power. He actually rebukes the disciples for the, their lack of power because they weren't doing their job. They weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And so the problem... With us as well, doesn't it lies in our powerlessness? It lies in our lack of walking in the power of the Spirit. Again, I'm I'm not condemning anyone. I'm speaking to myself as well. God, I need more of you, Holy Spirit. I need more of your power, more of your love. I need revelation. I need I need the words to pray. I need whatever it is for this person in front of me to be healed. Please, Jesus, will will you give me what I need so that he, this person can be healed and you can be glorified? Keep keep trusting Him for more. And remember this Jesus said that we would do greater things than he did. Whether you believe it's greater in number or greater in its um, uh, quality, if I can call it that, there is no quality to healing, it's all the same. But if you think, you know, one disease is greater than the other, then that's fine. But in the end, w- the the word is we will do greater things than needed. And so we need to expect more miracles. We need to expect greater things than what we've seen before. And trust that if Jesus healed every single person who came to him, he Jesus had a 100% record in healing. If he was able to have a 100% record, then what does greater than 100% look like? 110, I don't know. But it's, it's at least 100%. And so we need to be challenged by that. I mean, we've seen... We see in Acts chapter 5 that actually in verse 12 to 15, we read that Peter on a on a particular day healed all the people that were sick, that came to him. So this isn't Jesus. This is one of his disciples seeing the greater things, seeing the 100% after Jesus had gone to be with the Father. And all he had, he had been with Jesus for three years. What am I pointing to? Intimacy, pressing in for more. And we know that Peter was one of those disciples who was close to Jesus, you know. They often talk about the 12, then they talk about the three, Peter, James, and John, and then John was the one who leaned against Jesus chest at the Last Supper, who, who he says the one, uh, the disciple that Jesus loved, talking about himself. So there are, there are levels of intimacy that we can enter into with Jesus, and so if we are wanting to walk with Jesus like Peter and James and John did, knowing his heart as as a friend knows his friend's heart. We can we can have that. We need to press in for more uh, and, and see all the people that we pray for healed. So as a bit of a warning in this in this um, moment, I'm gonna try and phrase it correctly. But never get never be fooled by the anointing or gifting in your life. Don't think that anointing or gifting always points to intimacy with God. God can use anyone. Jesus can use anyone to heal the sick. Just because you've seen 5, ten, hundred, a 100, 1,000, how many ever people healed it doesn't mean you've got a great relationship with Jesus. It's a gift. Healing is a gift. And so you cannot do anything to deserve it. But yes, I do believe, and I maybe am contradicting myself a little bit, but anointing is something that grows through intimacy with God. There may be moments where the Spirit comes upon you for an anointing, but an anointing that remains in this area of healing comes through intimacy with Jesus Christ. And again, we don't look at those who pray and then nothing happens and say, oh, well, they mustn't be great with Jesus. No, we we are not to stand judge of anyone's relationship with Jesus, with God. We, all we need to do is focus on our relationship with God. Make sure that I'm walking in intimacy and trust Him that that will increase the fruit in my life. If it doesn't, then, then what's the purpose of, of intimacy? If we are to become more like Jesus, surely there should be greater fruit. There should be fruit that looks more like that, um, that comes from a relationship with Jesus. And so in John 15, it really speaks into that, you know, the, the vine and the branches. Remain in Je- if we remain in Him, we can ask Him anything. Uh, and he will be glorified when we produce much fruit. Not just some fruit, much fruit. Go and read that. John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. So just to end off here, that, that we need to be reminded that facts don't destroy faith. It can, but it shouldn't. So when you go to the doctor and he gives you the facts, medical facts, don't let it destroy faith. When a sick person comes with their report from the doctor and they say, The doctor says this is impossible. These are the facts. Don't let it destroy your faith, because faith is greater than facts. Faith in Jesus Christ overcomes anything that is impossible. It conquers all things, and so if we trust Him, we can see the impossible moved. We can see the mountains removed, Um, and so we don't see, we don't, we can't say for sure why everyone we pray for doesn't get healed. But we do know that everyone Jesus prayed for got healed, and Jesus is our standard. Jesus is always our standard. So when I pray and and the person doesn't get healed, then I go, okay, Jesus, I need to look more like you. I need to be more like you. And, even, and, and we see that even Peter got that right, and even if it was just one occasion in Acts chapter 5 that I just mentioned. And I think I shared it before in one of the earlier episodes that there was a day in 2013 in Mexico City where... I prayed uh, for a line of people, between 20 and 30 people on that day, and every single person I prayed for that day got healed, got some form of healing in their body. And so even I can say that I've experienced that 100% record, even if it was just in one moment in one day. But I believe that that can be something we expect in every day. And it's not a prideful thing, it's not, oh, I did something great, no, I recognize so much in that moment. that. This can only be God because I probably didn't even feel the closest I could to Jesus. My intimacy levels definitely wasn't where it could be, um, but Jesus still used me and he was glorified through that. And that encouraged me to keep pressing in for more so that I can sustain that in my life. And Jesus Jesus never taught on unanswered prayer because, again, everyone he prayed for got healed. Uh, and we are supposed to do the same. Don't stop thinking of reasons. Uh, why it didn't work. Stop focusing on trying to explain the the whys. I think we've moved past that. We've moved past the whys and and why nots, and we've, we've established that it is His will, and so I'll focus on that, and I'll choose to press in for more on that. And remember this one thing, love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, I think it's in verse 8, it says that love never fails, uh, or from verse 8, which is such a such a comforting statement that if you love someone when you minister to them it's impossible that that moment will be a failure even if you don't see what you believe for the person the person was loved and they received something from God that uh, was only from him the love that was only from God and so there's a there's a success in that and yes we, we always trust for the miracle to happen as well but the love, being transferred through through you to another person is something that you can never go and say well that I failed today now if you love well you never fail and if I'm if I'm walking in love it's impossible that nothing happens so so we need love for God we need love for people and and uh, not, not focus as I said on the wise anymore the wise are not more important than the tr- truth that I already know that that equals there's victory in this ministry of healing so I want to thank you just for following along and if you've listened all the way to all the episodes bless you that's awesome and I really trust that you've been you've been encouraged and I want to leave you with one last one of my favorite these are this is a core value to me this is a, a scripture that I hold on to very tightly in, in especially in times where I, where I uh, face disappointments or mountains and that is in John chapter 14 verse 14 where it says that if we ask him anything in his name he will give it to us if we if we ask and we, we believe that we have it we we will believe that it is impossible then to pray and nothing happens if you ask him anything in your in his name so i want to encourage you with that it is impossible to pray and nothing happens it's impossible for us as born again believers with the holy spirit inside of us with a, jesus as our friend as our as our savior with god as our father it's impossible to pray and nothing happens. So so my challenge to you is, will you focus on what you do know? Will you choose to focus on the things that you know are true, that it is always God's will to heal, that Jesus healed every person that came to Him and asked Him for it, that we are called to do the same things that He did, even greater works than He did, that He's given us of His Holy Spirit. Are you hungry for more? Are you willing to press in for more, to work through the disappointments, through the 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 things you do not understand and keep pressing in for more to look more like jesus and then are you willing to pray for the sick are you going to take a step in faith all you need to do is put out your hand put it on someone's shoulder and say in jesus name be healed and if you've been listening to this and you've got issues in your body i want to pray for you right now and i want to say jesus we thank you that you are healer we thank you that that you accomplish everything that you set out to do. And when you paid for, for our health on that cross, when you took our beatings in your body, You said that it is finished, and we receive that in our bodies now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for healing, for healing sore shoulders and backs, for taking away headaches and migraines, for healing vision and hearing, even taste and smell. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for releasing peace over bodies and minds, for bringing into perfect order bodies that have been out of whack. Lord, I thank you for for order, the order of of heaven into bodies right now in Jesus' name, over hormones, over over bloods, Lord, that there would be perfect unity in bodies, that bodies would be aligned, that muscle and joint pains would be restored. Even creative miracles where limbs and organs are missing that need to be reproduced, Lord, I thank you from your spare parts in heaven that you release that into bodies right now. And may we be your instruments and vessels for healing um, as we go into the world. May you be glorified. May you be blessed through the things that we do in your name, Jesus Christ. Until next time, bye-bye.